Hey everyone, so today um, I'm going to be doing something that I've been wanting to do for a while. If you didn't already know, I'm becoming a film buff. Um, and I, I have some thoughts on being a film buff. So like, I think the f- most film buffs are like pretentious 20 year old film majors who like really like pulp fiction and like gaslight their girlfriends okay that was a little bit strong but it's it's a stereotype um but i don't think that has to be every film buff you can be a film buff in any sort of movie like if i'm i'm a film buff for the high school musical movies you know what i mean you can be a film buff in a lot of different respects but either way today i'm going to be or this this segment of my episode i'm going to be watching movies that i watching movies that i haven't seen before or talking about movies that i have seen before and have some thoughts on because i'm too lazy to watch a movie which is what i'm going to be, going to be doing this week i've seen both of these movies before one of them i've seen more recently and the other one i was i watched so many times that it's like ingrained into my brain which is not something i I wish I had done. But either way, these today's episode is going to be on a scale of most realistic teen movie to least realistic teen movie. These two movies I picked are opposite ends of the spectrum. Just I don't so different. The first one is going to be The Kissing Booth, which is as you guess probably the least realistic teen movie. Not even in realism, it's just bad. It's just not a good movie. And then on the most realistic, we have Lady Bird, which is, like, actually a movie I really like. It's a good movie. Um, it just came out on Netflix, and I saw it, like, a month ago, but it was really good, so I remember a lot about it. But either way, um, if you haven't seen these movies, or if you have, I hope you will listen and hear my thoughts on these two, because I have quite a few. Okay. Here's where it gets, well, it was always bad, but here's where it really, the movie, the movie starts to feel unwatchable, is when the plot kicks in, so, basically as soon as the movie starts, so, essentially we start with, like, a montage of sorts of this girl, Elle, Joey King, and her friend, Lee, and they've been best friends since they were little, their BFFs, one of their favorite things to do is go to the arcade, and they, like, dance on the arcade machine dance thing, just, they put, I think they, I think it's, like, just dance, but they didn't want to get copyrighted, but basically, they're playing, they like to play just dance, they hang out a lot, they are so close that they're, like, family friends, which is, and his, Lee's mom is Molly Ringwald, as I mentioned before, um, so yeah, they're best friends, and they have this, like, list of rules, and the rules are pretty easy to follow for the most part, like, there's some minor infractions sometimes, but one of the biggest rules is no dating any relatives, which you'd think that's pretty easy, you know, I I don't want to date any of my best friends, like, I don't know, but, which you'd think would be pretty easy, but no, L has a secret crush on Lee's, as I mentioned before, Lee's older, cool, popular brother, um, Noah. And at first, Noah seems to show no interest in her. But all of a sudden, 
At first, Noah doesn't even care about her. She is like dirt on the side of the road. But one day, over the summer, she like hits puberty, I guess, and gets boobs. And then he's interested. And he makes a bunch of low-key sex- not sexist, but low-key like- not mis- it's not like- they're not- he's not making like sexist jokes, just the way he talks about her is like low-key demeaning. Um, so she grows boobs and now everyone loves her. Um, which is pretty problematic. Um, I don't think I have to explain that. And I didn't even think about that until, like, it came out of my mouth. And I was, like, I'm just going through the plot. And I didn't, like, I, oh my, oh my gosh. Yeah. Shows no interest in her. All of a sudden she grows boobs and he's, now he's, he likes her. Which is, I don't know why she didn't catch on to that. Why she wasn't like, hmm, he's never shown any interest in me in my life. But now that I, now that I, you know. Now that I hit puberty, he's like, ah. Um, but basically, he's a year older than her, and at first, she does, she's always kind of had a secret crush on him, but she, she, you know, not a big thing. He's just making some, like, dumb, dehumanizing jokes, as, as he does. That's kind of his thing. Um, so, yeah, anyways. So, that goes down. Basically, she has a dilemma. On the first day of school... And reminder, this is her big day. De- this is her boob debut. Um, their explanation for considering that it's kind of weird that someone would magically—I'm saying boobs too much because I—I don't want to say I don't know. For their, it pre- seems pretty suspicious that she would like magically get like have like curves after after one summer. Like it sounds like I feel like in most high schools they'd be like, oh, she got a she got work done. Um, but her explanation was that she had to take, like, a hormone or something. Which is, like, I guess some people do do that. And if you do that, that's fine. But it just seems a little bit... Un- I don't know. The... the th- that, the whole, that whole, like, portion of the book just feels unnecessary. But anyways, this is her big debut. Um, and needless to say, some, some hijinks. Ugh, I hate it. Ugh. Pretend... Pretend I never said hijinks. Anyways, so first day of school in the morning, and she has a problem because she has like an ass now. All of her, her like her pants and her skirts don't fit over it, um, which is a first world problem for those of us who are flat. Um, so basically, she the only thing she has left is a skirt from when she was in ninth grade. Which I like, I I think for most people that'd be difficult because a lot of people like grow between those times. But for her, it was especially difficult. So I'm not exact. So she walks in and the skirt, the shirt's a little bit tight, but the skirt, she f- she's like, this is my only option, is to wear my three year old skirt that I know will not fit because my pants won't fit, and everything her good pants are at the dry cleaner. So. I'm not exaggerating when I... And I'm not, like, slut-shaming her or anything. But this skirt was a solid six inches in length. Like, it it was not... Like, you could see her underwear. And I'm not... I'm, if you do that, like, as a, a, a choice, like, whatever. But, like... She knew that it would make her... It would be difficult to walk through the hallways of school. Um, 
doing that. Like, personally, even though I like to wear, like, like, I like wearing, like, shorter shorts and stuff, but wearing a skirt, like, that short that I haven't worn since ninth grade, where my underwear was hanging out in the middle of school, would be kind of unpleasant, because you'd constantly have to worry about everyone seeing your ass. Yeah. Um... I wouldn't want my asshole to fall out in the middle. Okay, that sounded that sounded weird. But basically, this is a scenario not many would want to be in. Specifically if you're L and nobody knows that you have boobs and now you're showcasing them and L clearly does not want this attention. So anyways, but L has no other option. I take issue to this because if she was so uncomfortable wearing this skirt, which I would be too, I would just risk the, like, and it, it's not like she's gonna get expelled. She would just get, like, like, maybe, not even a detention. Maybe she'd get, like, sent to the principals and be like, why are you in dress code? Like, there's no real reason for her not to just wear, like, a pair of pants that she know owns. Or just, like, wearing a skirt that, you know, like, you can find stuff in your closet that isn't in, isn't your uniform, but, like, could could work, you know? Like, she didn't need to wear this skirt. But she made it seem like this was her only viable option. But either way, so we're it's established that she's kind of stupid. Um, no, no. Um, it, I don't want to call her stupid, but this just this is already showing the the this part. The beginning of the, sorry, I'm having trouble coming up with the words for this, but the beginning of the movie focuses so heavily on her having boobs that you can only assume that this movie would be pretty about the objectification of Elle, for the most part. But anyways, so Elle gets picked up by her friend, Lee, in the car, because he drives her, and he has this cool car, and anyway, he's drive anyway, he's driving her, and he's like, your skirt's kind of short, like, I don't- um, like, I can see your underwear, because friends, friends do that, like, if my friends could see, I don't know, that thing, you know, I would, they'd be like, Blake, was that intentional? And I was like, I have no other options, and Lee apparently is a bad friend and isn't like, hey, why don't you wear, like, a pair of regular pants? This really bothers me for some reason, but anyways, so she gets to school, and everyone, everyone cares, Everyone's like, oh my god, L and her ass. Like, that is the talk of the town. Everyone's turning their heads. When in reality, like, nobody cares that much. Like, maybe some people would be like, I can see her undies. But, like, for the most part, people are so, like, involved in their own thing in high school that, like, nobody would, nobody would, that wouldn't happen. But it's a movie, so I'll, I'll cut them slack. But anyways, she's walking through and everyone's like, wow. And then this guy who comes up throughout the movie, um, he has long, blonde, curly hair, and he's creepy, slaps her ass, um, so we're starting out the movie with some, some good, some good sexual assault, um, and then, and she's clearly not happy about this, you know, as most wouldn't, as most wouldn't, because, you know, um, so anyway, she's upset, and then Noah comes in, and out of nowhere, and beats this guy up. Which, I guess, I don't know, is fair, um, but, I don't know, this scene feels, whatever. Anyways, but she's upset at him for punching her, this guy. 
um, because Noah's very violent, which is established later on, and they're in detention together, and he's talking about how he, I don't know, he's talking about stupid stuff. I don't even want to talk about it, because everything that comes out of Noah's mouth in this movie is stupid, and that's a big exaggeration. I don't like this guy, as you can tell. I don't really like any of the characters, but, because they're not likable, but I'm talking too much. But anyways, then things start to heat up, because he defended her honor. And I'm starting to realize I have no time to talk about Ladybird, because the kissing booth is so, so fascinating. So I'm sorry to clickbait you, in case you were waiting for my Ladybird review. It'll have to wait till another day. My next episode will talk about Ladybird, but there's just too much to break down with the kissing booth. So I'm going to be talking about the action in the film, in the, in the film later. I'm going to skip a lot of this movie because a lot of it's fluff. But I'm going to be talking about some of the, some of the key points for you, um, in the next segment, which is about basically. Which is basically everything else in the movie because I spent too long explaining. As the movie does, we I spent way too long talking about Elle's boobs, which isn't my fault, because that's basically the whole plot of the movie. It just feels unnecessary. As you can tell, I don't really like this part of the film, but I don't really like any part of the film, so there's that. Okay, so I realized that on the first clip I filmed, it took me like five tries, by the way, to film it, which is doesn't sound like a lot, but it felt like a lot. But I was making these like gross, like noises in the camera by accident, and I'm gonna try not to do that this time because it was really annoying me, and I can imagine that it would annoy someone else who was listening, who maybe wasn't hearing it through the same lens I was. But first, well, no. But today, that's not where we're, we're not gonna be discussing my gross like breathing noises. We're going to be discussing The Kissing Booth. A little backstory on this movie. I was never a huge fan. Like, when I, when I watched it, I was... Obviously, I was younger, because it came out a while ago. But when I watched it, my sister was... Who's younger than me. She's two years younger than me. Was definitely a, a lot younger. Um, and she wasn't like... She wasn't like... I don't know. Um... I'm not going to say her specific age, but basically, she was pretty young. Um, and not, like, baby young, but she was at, a, like, a fairly impressionable age. Um, or at an age where you are young enough to think that movies that are really bad are good. Because you do that sometimes. And I did that with, like, 16 Wishes and Radio Rebel. I think we all did. So, so I'm not going to judge her, but basically, my little sister loved The Kissing Booth. She had the book. She followed the whole cast on Inst- Like, I think she followed, like, the extras on Instagram. Like, she loved it. Like, we watched it twice a day. That's a little bit of an exaggeration. But she watched this movie a lot. And since I live in the same house as her, you can guess that I ended up watching this movie a lot as well. Um, a lot of times I would- I've only- I've seen the movie, like- full times through like three times but I've seen clips of the movie like because she was always on the tv so whenever it came on I'd leave but I'd like catch different scenes of it and stuff because to be honest it's such a train wreck that sometimes you can't look away you know um and I take a lot of issue to this film but I didn't realize how bad it was 
like I always knew it was not what I thought when I was uh, when I watched it when it first came out I was like oh this just isn't a good movie but I'm watching it again and I'm like oh my god this is a horrible message like this is I'm like almost upset that my little sister watched that at such like an impressionable age like that actually like bothers me especially what what you know what else bothers me is that a sequel's coming out to that trash movie there's a sequel and it's coming up soon and i think i'm gonna review it on this channel because i have a feeling it won't be good um and i have a feeling a lot of people will feel the same way because it, the first one was trash and sequels to netflix movies are rarely good so yeah like to, to um, for example to all the boys i loved before it was actually like it was a little bit stupid Noah Centipede, cent Noah Centipede, Noah whatever his last name is, is in it, and it's hard to watch him in films, because he's such a weirdo in real life, that like, watching him try to act like, all cool and you know, like the heartthrob kind of, you know I'll admit I had a crush on him when the movie first came out, but either way this is not a Noah Centineo talk. I can I can go on about Noah Centineo for a hot second, but I anyways, to all the boys I love before the first movie was good. I liked the first movie. It was a little bit cheesy, but like every and that's why you liked it. Like everyone at my school was obsessed. Not everyone, but a lot of people my age were obsessed with it, and I was too. It was a great movie. I watched it a few times. It was good. I liked it. And the second one, which came out like this winter, I think, was bad. Um, mostly because they switched the director, and I think the perspective was different, and the way it was shot was weird, and I just, it was just not a good movie. So I can imagine that a movie that is not good, like The Kissing Booth, having a sequel, would be really rough. Specifically because I just don't how, get how the romance would work out. Because he's at college, and she's still in, like, it just doesn't, it just, the, the pieces are not stacking up to me. But, now, I haven't seen the movie yet. Maybe it's going to be really good. Maybe I'll take it back and I'll I'll have to... I'll come in with my tail between my legs and I'll admit that, yeah, I liked the Kissing Booth sequel. But I have a feeling that that won't happen. And here's why. The first movie was horrible. And there's no possible way you can make a movie with that horrible of a plot and that character is that unlikable. Good. It's just too difficult. I take a lot of issues to this movie, and I'm, I kind of got off topic, but the message it sends to, like, kids that are younger who are, like, when you watch romantic movies as a kid, it kind of, like, shapes your idea of how, I mean, not completely, but it gives you, like, ideas of how you want your relationships to be. Like, when I watched, when I was, I was in, I don't remember what grade I was in, but I was probably a little bit too young to be reading it, but I read The Fault in Our Stars when I was in, like, fifth grade I think around then and I was obsessed with it watched the movie read the book like I it's I still read the book it's I don't know I haven't read it in a while but it took I, I used to like be able to I'm a fast reader I used to be able to knock through that book in like an hour not an hour but it took me a pretty short amount of time because I just zipped through it but it was a good book I liked it I read it a lot I I used to like Oh my god, I used to, like, sit and write, and, like, I'd go through the book, and I'd, like, write down the quotes in, like, artsy pen. Yeah. 
I think a lot of people did this, but I don't like to talk about it because it's very... Why am I so off topic? I can't even remember what I was talking about, but... Oh, yeah. So, The Fault in Our Stars, because I read it so much, like... The, the main love character, Ansel Elgort, who I don't really like that much, but basically at the time, his character was like, like, that's who I wanted, that that was my standard for quite some time. And I think my, you know, as, I'm, as I got older, my standard shifted a little bit, but to be fair, I think, I think his character was low-key, like, one of my first, he was one of my first, like, book, I don't know, either way, I think when you're kind of young, and you have a crush on, like, a character in a book, you kind of shape some of your, like, your, I don't know, you shape, you, do you know what I mean? I think I've gone, I've explained this for too long, and if you don't get it, just keep going with me, but basically, I, the fact that some girls who were my age, who were like, no, who were at that young age when they watched it, like, watched that movie and were like, that's who, wow, I want my boyfriend to treat me, um, because I don't think that would be very good, um, basically, there's a lot that's, I'm gonna start off with the characters, I don't, okay, so the main ca- I don't remember a lot of their names, but I I think I remember the first three. And those are the only ones that matter. Um, I will note that Molly Ringwald is in this movie. She plays the mother. Uh, okay, she plays... So, the the two love interests in this, car- in this book are, like, family friends. I'll explain it later. But basically, the mom of the family friends is played by Molly Ringwald. Which is... Hurts to watch. It... Because she was in so many, like, movies that, like, I love. You know what I mean? Like, she's at The Breakfast Club. You, you, you know, Sixteen Candles. So many great movies um, that, like, I love. Like, even kids today love. Because they're just good movies, you know? And she was a great actress in all of them. And she's still good at acting. Um, it just upsets me that she had to do the kissing. I don't think she had to do the kissing booth, but... It hurts to know that she watched this trash movie in the at the premiere and was like, "That's me." You, I don't know. I'm not like dissing her, but I, I, I just, I, it hurt a little to watch her in this movie, um, just because everyone else was so bad. Every like every other actor was just pretty bad. Um, like the one guy's in Euphoria now, which is like, okay. So, I'm getting off topic, but basically, I just wanted to mention that Molly Ringwald's in it, in case you were curious. But basically, the main character is this girl, and her name is Elle, I'm pretty sure. She's played by Joey King, who was, um, Ramona? I never watched the movie. I did, but I don't remember the like, which one was which. She was Ramona or she was Beezus in Ramona and Beezus, which is a good book, and it was a good movie adaption from what I can remember, but she was, she was in that, and she was good in that, um, and I guess we never really saw her in anything else, but then she's back, and she's in the kissing booth, and everyone was obsessed with her, and then I'm trying to remember the main, I think his name was, like, crud, hold on, I have to go look it up, but one of them was named Beck. I'm like 98% sure. 
um, hold on, give me a second, you guys, okay, so, okay, so Joey King plays, plays L, so there's that, um, and then Noah Flynn, I was completely wrong, his name is not Black, Beck, is played by Jacob Alordi, who is on Euphoria and people love now, apparently, um, but I didn't, I'm having trouble with that because he was in the kissing booth and his character was such a jerk in that movie that it was like hard to it was hard to sympathize but Jacob Alordi plays Noah Flynn who is her love interest but here's the catch Joelle Courtney plays Lee Flynn who is Elle's best friend and there's nothing their relationship is completely platonic as far as we know and well, uh, yeah, well, obviously, yeah, the relationship's totally platonic throughout the whole thing, he gets his own, his own girl, like, it's all, you know, anyways, they're best friends, and they have this set of rules for being friends, which is kind of stupid and juvenile, but whatever, especially because they're, like, juniors in high school, like, I don't know, I just think it's stupid, but either, well, I don't know, if you have this with your friends, then that's cute, but it was just dumb the way they said it in the movie, but one of the rules, and this was really important to him, was no dating relatives, but which was fine for her, until, so, here's what happens, the brother, who's played by Jacob Alordi, his name's Noah, is like, he's, I believe he's a year older than her, he's a senior in high school at the time, and he's a football star, he's really, he's hot, all the girls like him, apparently he's quite the womanizer, um, and she hates him because he's, like, annoying, gross, older brother. But apparently she also has a crush on him, which I will get to in the next segment in which I discuss the plot. Because there's a lot there's a lot wrong with the plot, too. But I'm just giving you a background for the characters. So I'll see you when I do that. Okay. Alright, we're in the home stretch, people. We're so close. Okay, we're really not. I have a feeling this is going to be a 20-minute long segment. And to be honest, it's probably going to be really confusing. And if you want to know the plot of the movie, I would just watch the movie. Because I'd like to remind you that I have, I've, like, looked up summaries and stuff to refresh myself. But I have not seen this movie since, like, 2016. Um, and I don't intend to see it again. I'm sorry. This is not the most informative review of the kissing booth, but I guess you'll just have to, you just have to figure that out. So basically, I'm gonna keep moving along, because I'm taking way too long on this, but basically, or to recap, Elle, over the summer, grew boobs, now everyone's interested in her, this creepy guy with, like, spaghetti hair, is like, slaps her, um, basically just sexually harasses her, Noah, her best friend's hot brother, beats this guy up, they're in detention, and they're flirting and stuff. And anyways, so, they go to the, there's this carnival thing that Lee and Elle are on the committee of, basically, and in, in summary, they decide to do a kissing booth. There's a lot of build-up to this, but I just don't think it's necessary. Basically, they do a kissing booth, it's at a carnival, and Lee finds his own love interest, but I'm not going to focus on this, because I just don't care. But, at this kissing booth. L is blind. No. One of them is blindfolded. I don't know. It- it's either L or Noah. And then they kiss each other. And then it's like, whoa. Um, 
and everyone apparently really cares about this. And then he takes it off, and then he cheats and kisses her again. He didn't even pay extra money for it, but anyways, then he kisses her again, and then the camera starts spinning around them, and it's super corny. Um, and Elle, like, freaks out and runs away, and then she, like, runs to her brother and is like, hey, I just kissed your brother, Lee. And he's, I don't know, I don't remember exactly how we react, but basically they kind of make it up, but it's just, how did she, what did she expect Lee to say? Like, okay? I don't know, if someone ran, if my friend ran up to me and said, if I had, like, a, a friend who was a boy and ran up to me and said, Blake, I just kissed your sister, I'd be like, um, okay? Um... Well, it depends. And I actually might get a- I don't know, she's- it's- the dynamic's different, because she's my younger sister, and I can be kind of protective, even though she's capable of- I don't know. Anyways. But, um, I'm getting a little bit off topic. Um, anyways, there's this kissing boot, and now she's like, oh no, I think he's cute. Um, and then she's running home in the rain, because she has no ride, and she does this- if you watch it, it's so funny, because she does this, like, weird-ass, like- jog and it looks so fake like it's and then all of a sudden on his motorcycle he drives a motorcycle by the way because he's cool and popular um noah rolls up the knight in shining armor on his on his motorcycle and and he takes and she's like i don't want to you know she she gets on his motorcycle and then he takes her to this gazebo she's like hold up buddy i don't want to be another one of your gazebo girls I don't know exactly, but if I remember correctly, I think she says something along the lines of gazebo girls, like, unironically. Um, and this is establishing that Elle is not like other girls. Elle is different and cool and quirky, and Noah's into that, and he tells her that he she basically does not like him. Like, no, she, like, makes fun of him and it doesn't fawn over him, and he's really into that. And then... And then they make out, and then the, like, what's his name? The, like, groundskeeper of the gazebo comes in, and he's like, another girl? And Elle's like, what What the heck? Like, I thought I wasn't another one of your gazebo girls, but I guess, guess that was, guess that was a lie. So she storms off, I'm pretty sure. This could all be wrong, but I remember the gazebo girls thing, because that was pretty weird. Um, so yeah, so she storms off, just kind of mad at him, and then... What happens next? Crap. Oh, yeah. There's a whole thing with, like, she forgives Spaghetti Noodle Guy, and he's like, I'm sorry. It's just you had such a dump truck ass, and I just couldn't help myself. I don't I don't really know what he says, but I'm, in my head, it would be something along those lines. And he's flirting with her, and he asks her for his number, and I think they go on a date, but I think he, like, stands her up or something. I don't really know. I don't think it's irrelevant. I don't- half of this movie is not necessary, but anyways- so they go to this big party. Elle goes to this big party. And I cannot remember if her friend Lee is there. But if he was, that's not good. Because he was clearly not taking care of his friend. So she is doing stuff at this party. And she sees Noah making out with this... Hold on. I could be completely... No, I'm, I'm, I'm right. Wait. I have the order wrong. But I think. But basically she's at this party. And I think I'm... I think the order is right. But... She's at this party, and it's a big party. Like most people from her school are there, and it's at this big mansion. So Elle 
sees Noah kissing this girl. And I guess she goes up to him. And this girl's really snobby. And eventually he tells her to beat it because she's being mean to Elle. And then he's kind of rude to her. And I think she's upset. So she gets really drunk. Um, Like she gets like... She so she starts dancing on the table and she strips naked. Um, I would like to note again that half of this movie is just objectifying Elle. Um, it's just about Elle taking off. Like it's not about Elle's feeling free and wants to do. Like it's not like Elle's freeing the nipple. It's like I don't know. I feel like Elle is like a sexual device the whole show instead of being her own character. If that makes sense. Um, I could be wrong, but I just feel like she could have been. I think she could have been written better, to be honest, but, and it, well, obviously, but anyway, she takes off her clothes and starts dancing, and then she passes, she passes out, because she's blackout drunk, um, and she wakes up the next day in Noah's bed, and don't worry, he slept in the guest room, but he comes in, and she's wearing his clothes, his, like, clothes and stuff, and there's, like, a whole thing where they, like, get caught in the curtain together, and it's just weird, um, I'm really trying to think of the next plot point because everything from here on out is kind of just fluff. But basically they start like secretly dating. And there's this whole thing. Um oh, oh, here's the here's the here's where it gets juicy. Um so L Noah's big problem is that he has anger issues. Um and he just can't help beating people up. Um and a lot of people are aware of this, including me, and I'm kind of like, that's kind of a red flag. But Anyways, she's at a party and this guy who's not spaghetti hair, or he could be with a haircut, but he's kind of preppy. Uh, honestly, I thought he was kind of cute, but he was like flirting with Elle and he was like, come here, come here. And then Noah shows up and he beats this guy up from what I remember. And Elle gets mad because she's like, you have uncontrollable anger issues. You need to stop using violence instead of words, which is fair. I don't think she said that specifically, but that's the gist of it. And he gets mad at her, and he starts, like, bossing her around, and she gets pissed, because that's not cool. Um, he's very possessive, I don't like him. Um, he's, he's just a little too aggressive for my liking. But, this, so then he's, I'm, from what I, I'm pretty sure, this, the next thing that happens is he takes her, and then they have sex under the, I'm not gonna sugarcoat it, they do it under the Hollywood sign. Um... And then they wake up in front of the Hollywood sign. There's so much this that I could say about this, but I'm just not. Because I feel like everything that could be said about this movie is said when you watch it. Do you know what I mean? This is just stupid and corny, but whatever. Again, they go on secretly dating. And then her friend Lee finds out. No, he doesn't. Hold on. Okay. Here's what happens. So... Lee, no. Oh my god, I'm get- this movie is so confusing. It's, ugh. Okay. Noah is working on his bike, his motorcycle, or something on that sort, in the shed. And Elle tries to go get a tool for him, but she gets hit on the head, and she has, like, a little scratch with blood. And so then they hang out, and they start, like, doing- I don't know, they were, like, hang- I guess they were hanging out and kissing or whatever, and then Lee walks in, and he's like, <gasps> um, and he's freaking out. Because he thought that Noah hit her. Which is like, in the movie, it makes it, they kind of make him out to be some like paranoid, over, over, like no, it's a fair assumption. He, 
kind of has trouble controlling his anger, and he likes to beat people up. And it's not a far reach that he would beat up L. But this is just out. This is this assumption is out of this world for L. She's like, "What do you mean?" And she gets mad at him, but he's actually mad at her more. So like they're both kind of annoyed at each other, but she feels bad. Um, and then the brother, I don't know. It's a whole thing. And then she's mad at the at the at the boyfriend. Also, I'd like to... Okay, I'm going to tell this later. But anyways, then he tries to make... Then it's weird, because you think it's going to be the end. Because they show up at prom, and he tries to forgive her in front of everyone. And they're playing Don't You Forget About Me from The Breakfast Club. Which just feels wrong. I'm almost offended that they use that that song. Because it's not... It's like a cover from a band. But it makes me upset that... Like, I feel like... I could be wrong, but it feels like they're almost equating... This is like... They're equating themselves to the ending of The Breakfast Club. I hate this movie. So I hate the uh, the kissing booth. The kissing booth should never have been made. But it was, unfortunately. And I have to continue talking about it. But she's like... And he's like, I love you. And she's like, ah! And then she runs away. And then they go to a costume party later, and I think she and Lee make up eventually. And basically, she and Noah reconcile. It's not really worth anything, but he's going away to college, and they say bye, and that's the end. I would like to note, it's it's you find out, like, I'm going to say, uh, like, three-fourths, I don't know, you find out, I guess, fairly, you find out sometime in the movie... And then, if, uh, of course, he goes off to college, that he is going to college. And I think, I believe it's on a football scholarship, but I could be, it's on, like, some special terms of some sort. But I, I'm pretty sure because he plays football, it's a football scholarship. And this, this fool is going to Harvard. <sighs> Noah, the one with anger issues, who is kind of a jerk, uh, we don't know how smart he is, but... Apparently, he's going to Harvard, um, which is honestly, his, here's my thing, it's on a football scholarship, if he were that great of a football player, that his academic record can completely get overpassed by him being a good football, wouldn't he go to, like, a football school, like, Harvard, of course, like, there's, like, the Harvard-Yale games and stuff, and it's, like, fun, but nobody's, like, going to Harvard for their football, like, nobody's, like, I don't know, there's nothing notable about them. They're not good, to be honest. Um, I mean, I could be wrong, but from what I know, Harvard, I don't know. Like, wouldn't he want to play at some, like, at, like, somewhere, like, I don't know. I'm scared to say this because people are really competitive about it. And if I say, like, Michigan or Ohio, they're going to freak out and be, like, because, I don't know, whatever. Um, um, but, but, like, why wouldn't he play at, like, some school where, like, football is important like why wouldn't he go to like Alabama or LSU or somewhere even like Stanford you know it just doesn't make sense to me it also doesn't make sense to me because I don't want to make assumptions but I don't think he's that smart and he definitely might have paid his way in to be honest this could be like a Lori Law Lori I don't know how to say her last name. Um, you know who I'm, the USC thing. It could be like that. Um, 
But I just think this whole thing is very difficult to believe. I'm not, I don't know. It's, like, upsetting that, like, to think that in this universe, somebody who is, who's worked hard all their life. Like, what if Rory Gilmore, what if Rory Gilmore got denied from Harvard because Noah, Noah Flynn from the kissing booth got a football, like, what if that happened? Can we just think about something, like, a situation like that? Because that's very likely. <sighs> a lot of people get turned away from Harvard. So, like, you can't blame, you can't blame one thing on Noah, Noah Flynn. But there is one person that could have been in and isn't because of Noah Flynn. And that just doesn't sit, that, <sighs> I don't know. I don't know why I'm upset about this, because it didn't actually happen, but it makes me upset that a character that's so awful and unlikable gets to have such, like, a great character arc. Not even a character arc, he doesn't really change that much. Like, he doesn't, he doesn't vow not to beat people up anymore. Um, but basically, he just has this great, like, he, everything goes right for him, and it kind of bothers me. Like, he's a jerk. Um, and his, his relationship with Elle is very toxic. Um, yeah, so I know I skipped a lot, but that's basically the summary of the movie. Um, if you really actually, like, want to know the plot, which you shouldn't, if you do, um, I'm scared for you. You can, like, look it up or something, because I'm not the best source. But I'm just telling you what I remember, what sticks out most to me, and what isn't just filler. Because there's a lot of filler in this book. So, in this movie, there's also a book, which I, I hope is better. But I, I doubt it with, with the plot. It's just, yeah, I can't imagine it being good. But anyways. Okay, everyone. Um, I'm sorry that I didn't review Ladybird, but, <laughs> but there was just so much to unpack with, with the kissing booth that I simply couldn't. I simply, I'm sorry for, I should probably go back and refilm the intro, but I don't feel like it, and I'm really hungry, and I want to go eat something, so, unfortunately, I did clickbait you a little bit, but, luckily, you did get to hear a review of The Kissing Booth, which nobody really wanted, it came out three years ago, there are enough YouTube reaction channels, but I just, did, okay, also, I looked up, while I was, I was, I took a little bit of an Instagram break, um, and I discovered that the ki- I, I don't know, maybe I did like, I manifested it by accident, but The Kissing Booth is coming out in four days, the sequel. Which is a little upsetting because I could have done the sequel. And I, but you know, whatever. Um, so it, it's annoying because it kind of messes with the schedule because now I have to review it. So here's how, here's how it's going to go. Next week, I'm going to do an interview with a special surprise guest who you will not know because I don't have any celebrity connections. It's going to be with a special surprise guest and we're going to be talking and it's going to be fun. The week after that is going to be a rant session in which I talk about anything. And it honestly might be the sequel to The Kissing Booth. Um, but it's not going to be. Because I can't have- I, I have to wait! I have to wait, which is sad. But- Oh, I'm being so corny, but I'm- I'm getting tired if you can't tell. But- whatever. So the week after that is going to be a rant session, and I'm probably going to be talking about vacation a lot, because I'm going on vacation the week- I'm going to be on vacation the week after my next- my next rant session is uploaded, and I'm so excited. 
I'm like actually like I've made like spreadsheets about every minute detail of this trip. I am so excited. Um anyways, so that would be the week that I'd film a movie review, but I don't know what I'm going to do yet, to be honest. I'm going to wait till the week before, and I'm going to- uh, You will know by my next rant session. Not the next episode, but like the next first repeating of a cycle. That makes no sense. My next rant session, I'll like- I'll I'll tell you what, what's going on. Um, and I might upload like- I might film two episodes that day and like just wait to upload one which would be the smart choice but I might like not feel like uploading it and it depends on what my mood is about it like I might just like not want to and like let it I I almost want it to like signify that I'm on vacation so that you know um because I'm I don't (laughs) that sounds really like messed up when I say it but it, it sounded normal in my head it didn't, no, it didn't. I just, I don't really know how to explain this. Basically, I might have to, the next movie, the next time I upload a movie session, it will be The Kissing Booth too. For those of you Ladybird fans, I'm sorry, but I need to watch this movie. No, I don't. I really don't want to watch this movie. But I do. I want to watch it so bad, but I don't at all. I, I don't really know how I feel about it yet. But basically... That's kind of the schedule. Next week's the interview. Week after that's a rant session. I might make an extra special long episode and not upload the next week. Um, And I'm going on vacation soon, which I'm really excited about. Um, Did I not mention that before? Um, Because I'm going to stop talking about my vacation. But I just wanted to let you be in the loop in case you... I don't really know. I only... Literally, the only people that listen to this are, like, me, and, like, I forced my sister to listen to it once, and now she, now she has to, so, yeah, okay, well, I will see you next week, and I hope you enjoyed, um, I hope you enjoyed my review of The Kissing Booth, um, if you didn't watch, have you even seen The Kissing Booth, I'm sorry, it was probably really confusing to watch, listen to, I mean, but... Honestly, I think you should want I think we should all watch the sequel to The Kissing Booth. No, we shouldn't. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how I f- I I might I depending on how the movie is, I might not even watch. I might watch like the first 5 minutes and like the psychological damage it would cause would be so severe that I'd have to turn it off. Like that could be something that happens and then I just review another movie. But I'm talking too much. This is so boring. I'm sorry. Anyways, I'll see you next week. Thank you for listening. Um, And yeah. Okay. Bye.